Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, back in the studio on a Thursday morning. So I'm, I think I was at home when I got the notification that uh, Debo was like, I want out of San Francisco. Of course, as a massive Chiefs fan, the first thing I think of, oh my God, wouldn't it be incredible to get Debo Samuel in red and gold? <laughs> but that will not be cheap. Well, yeah, and, and that's just it. I have my doubts that it's going to happen. First of all, it has to be a trade. Debo Samuel is not a free agent. He hasn't been around that long, number one. And number two, there's no indication from the 49ers that they're even going to trade him to begin with. These players can talk all they want, but you have to honor the contract. So if he doesn't want to play for San Francisco and they don't trade him, he's going to sit out. Sit out for a year. Then uh, things become a little bit different. But do you want to take that risk? Of course not. Debo Samuel was a very good player in college in South Carolina. He has had a breakout year last year. He would look good in a Chiefs uniform, no question about that. But it would be very expensive, and it would be a trade, so I don't think it's going to happen. Do you think the uh, 49ers are even going to let him go? No. No, I, I don't think they would. I think they'll try to pacify things. Usually players make these comments because they want a, an upgrade in their contract. I want more money. Well, after all... I think the 49ers will probably sweeten the pot. The guy has a lot of abilities as a good QB with whom to throw. So, yeah, I think they keep him. He's a dangerous offensive player because he can literally do anything. Um, and he's only been in the league a couple of years. If he goes out and balls out this year, he's definitely going to get that <laughs> paycheck when free agency comes around. Uh, see also Tyree Kill. Um, so, uh, this, you know, Russian-Ukraine thing is just in in. in unprecedented and now that you've got the sanctions going on you've got the sports world saying in their way of sanctioning it is just to pull rush out of these events and it looks like the wimbledon thing kind of struck a chord with the uh, russians a little bit didn't it well the top player in the world daniel medvedev is russian he won't be playing at wimbledon neither will any of the outstanding players from belarus they are both out of it belarus of course identifies with russia and has uh, said they're in favor of the Ukrainian invasion. So, uh, no, those players are not going to be permitted to play. Is that the right move? Well, it's done for publicity. It's to show the world, hey, we're anti this invasion and so forth and so on. It's the sports world's way of showing it. It has nothing to do with the individual. Sure, it's part of the sanction process. So, uh, no, it doesn't look as though they'll be playing unless things get settled, and I doubt that they're going to because the applications for Wimbledon are being made right now. So don't look for any of those top level players from the Soviet bloc or what used to be the Soviet bloc don't look for them to be playing. Do you think it's going to go beyond this uh, as far as like, you know, like the World Cup or on down the line maybe? I mean, we got the Olympics coming up pretty soon. Already has with the World Cup. Yeah. The World Cup is in Qatar this year. It's in September and October when it's H-O-T over there big time. But the Soviet teams have already been banned from it. They're so not they're out, and then playing. you think it's going to go beyond this even no, further depends. down? Depends on what the world situation is. Uh, things differ from what it was 50, 60, 70 years ago. It's, Hell, it's, two it's, years ago. <laughs> yeah. It's a different process altogether. So uh, the sanctions, they're there. The world knows those sanctions exist. Yeah. It isn't a secret at all. So uh, from the sports world, it, it hurts because that's top-level competition. But, hey, you've got to do what you have to do. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. Speaking of which, I know that you're still in the know, and you're kind of my uh, my uh, man on the street when it comes to things 
and being in the know. So there's a little bit of an announcement coming up later this morning, isn't there? It's at 10.30 this morning, and I do I know the time, and I know the place. <laughs> I do not, I have to tell you, I do not know what's going to happen. It'll be the naming of the JQH Arena to a new corporate name. Missouri State has had this on the market now for well over, well, almost two years now. And I'm sure it's an expensive proposition, so I'm assuming that it's a large company that's going to make the purchase. But be that as it may, it'll be the naming rights. So the JQH Arena, which is still what we all call it, Mm -hmm. although that's not the official name of the place, uh, is going to have a new corporate name as at least I'm assuming it's a corporate name. May not be. Maybe the Mike Holmes Arena. Who what? Knows? Are you serious? The intern arena? Didn't you pay the money for oh it? Oh, my God. Oh, that's where my taxes went. Okay, well, no, that no, no, makes no, no, sense. No, 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 no. It wouldn't be taxes. This is a private donation. And with all the money you're making, that, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> that's what it is. The, the intern m- dome. <laughs> the Ned Bowl. It's no. finally coming true. Hey, that ain't going to be it. <laughs> no. One of these days, buddy, we're going to get the Ned Bowl in there. Well, hopefully we can figure out what they're going to call the place. All right. So baseball last night, Cardinals, Royals, both on the field. Did they get the dubs again? Not only did they get the dubs, they both won by the same score. Oh, Two weird. to nothing. How about that? Now, the Cardinals got Nolan Arnato for reason, and the reason was to do what he did last night. Two-run homer in the ninth inning, beat the Miami Marlins 2-0 in a tremendously pitched ball game. Today, the Cardinals were totally stymied by a guy named Sandy Alcantara. Sound familiar? Of course. He's a former Springfield Cardinal, a former St. Louis Cardinal, traded over to the Miami Marlins, and he shut down the Cardinals big time. But Relief Corps, Miami's, Miami's not a very good baseball team. They just simply are not they couldn't score on any of the Cardinals pitching, led by Miles Michaelis. So the final score is 2-0, Cardinals get the win. Kansas City Royals scoring also a 2-0 win in the most benign fashion. That was windy and blustery up in Kansas City. First run comes in in the first inning on a Bobby Witt double play. That is not an RBI, folks, but the run counts. So it was one to nothing there. Meanwhile, Daniel Lynch is pitching for the Royals and holding people down. And then the second run scores, and I love this, on a Mondesi bunt. Small ball, bring home that run. 2 nothing. the Royals get the win over the Minnesota Twins, and they will play again this afternoon up in Kansas City. That's why I always like Matheny. That's the type of manager he is, and he's always fun to watch. Sometimes it breaks your heart, but sometimes it's fun. Uh, it was a little windy, like you mentioned. Um, Springbirds. They did play in town last night? They did. Got the game underway. Very windy. My goodness sake. I would have thought the ball would have been flying out because the wind was blowing from the south. Would have been flying out of Hammonds Field a lot more than it did. Only one home run in the ball game. But the Tulsa Drillers win again 7-5. to five. Tulsa, folks, is a very good baseball team. They're the double-A affiliate of the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Dodgers arguably are the best team in Major League Baseball. But again, we'll see what happens as the season goes on. In the meantime, Tulsa, which has some terrific Major League prospects on there, beat the Springbirds 7-5 to was the final score. The That's only game two of this series now. It's a six-game series, so four more to go, including tonight, tomorrow night, Saturday night, and then Sunday afternoon. Busy, busy, busy if yes, you're a indeed. Springbirds fan, and uh, hopefully you can get out there and at least join a game with the family. Uh, last but not least, it's also busy. The NBA playoffs in full effect. Uh, what have you seen so far? Wanted to watch that game from the TD Garden in Boston to see what kind of a reception Kyrie Irving would get from the Boston fans, and it was very predictable. Huge crowd on hand, and boy, did they ever let him have it. Choruses of boos that went on for the entire game. 
And as a result, don't think these players don't hear this. Irving had a terrible game. The Boston Celtics win, coming from behind, beat the Brooklyn Nets 114-107, and the Celtics now have a two-games-to-none lead. Philadelphia-Toronto. Philadelphia goes into this game with the Toronto Raptors, leading two games to none. Big game for Toronto. Tie, they go into overtime. Philadelphia has a guy who's a candidate for the NBA Player of the Year. His name is Joel Embiid. He is about seven feet tall, arguably about 6'11", maybe. One-time Kansas Jayhawk. He hit a turnaround jump shot from about 100 miles away with .9 seconds remaining. Won the game for Philadelphia, 104-101. 76ers have a three games to none lead. Then the Chicago Bulls go into Milwaukee, upset the Milwaukee Bucks, 114-110. That series tied at a game apiece. Three more games tonight. Man, exciting stuff going on in the world of basketball, Ned. Congratulations again on the Ned Bowl, and I can't wait to uh, watch all Missouri State games in the Ned Bowl this season. I'll see you tomorrow, man.